This is a Fubar Radio podcast. Go to fubarradio.com for more details. Screen Talk with Dan Clark on Fubar Radio. Hello and welcome to Screen Talk. Uh, I am Dan Clark. I have a cold today, which is a weird thing. Um, getting colds in the summer, I always find a bit weird because you, you associate them with with the winter. And uh, I've got a fan on in my bedroom, and yet I've sort of got this cold. It's a very and I'm wearing um, wearing swimming trunks. There you go. There's an image for your head. <laughs> Um, uh, we are going to crack straight on today with talking about news. We're not going to have a song at the start. We'll have a song in a bit. Uh, talking news and reviews and things with uh, the uh, you know my my brother from a different mother, Mr. James Jeremiah Gill. Is it Jeremiah? I don't have a middle name. Don't you? Which apparently means that your parents didn't love you. No. That's what my mum and dad said. I mean, yes! It does. And we're off! Gag, minute one, click! <laughs> Doesn't make sense, though, does it? Because often people have embarrassing middle names and as though that was some sort of punishment. Oh, when, uh, you're, when you're, I'd say, in your early teens and you find out that a mate of yours has got a middle name of Rodney, I mean, yeah. you cannot yeah. believe your luck. <laughs> it's probably the happiest moment of your life. <laughs> Until that moment. Yeah. It it's definitely covers up the fact you don't have one. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. yeah, let's laugh at someone else. Yeah, yeah. Rodney. Uh, so, uh, what's been happening, Jay? I feel like I haven't seen you for a few weeks. What's been happening in the world of uh, film and television? Well, we'll kick off with the TV thing, yeah, if you like. Okay, it's yeah. something a bit different. Yep. So, uh, Stephen Colbert, mm-hmm. um, just a, a wonderful performer, a wonderful broadcaster, wonderful personality. So, what happened was Colbert left the Colbert Report to replace our mutual hero, David Letterman, mm-hmm. on The Late Show. Um, Stephen Colbert found out the other night. So what? So it's a trick one because Stephen Colbert has a, an alter ego. Oh, he called, did. He did have. Yes, right? called Stephen Colbert. Yeah. I imagine part of him wishes he'd given that character a different name. I know. This is what. This is the thing that gets me. Is like there is no uh, visual difference between himself and his alter ego. That's right. The name's exactly the same. Yes. The delivery's pretty similar. I agree. I mean, he's he's started off on the Late Show with Stephen Colbert. More like the alter ego. Perhaps we all realised that the alter egos, maybe parts of him were closer to the real yeah, Colbert. Yeah. In the way that there's a lot of Coogan in Partridge, I guess. Yeah. So it would have been much easier if he'd called himself Stephen Partridge or, yeah. or something else. Or Stephen... Uh, um, uh, st- Stephen Nolbert. <laughs> See, I've got a cold. So, I can't think of anything. So the other night... Stephen Republican. Because the point yeah, of exactly, his character was that he was a uh, very right-wing uh, point of view, sort of uh, like a Fox News... It was a spoof uh, of Fox News, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. we all knew that it was a joke. Anyway, a few nights ago, Stephen Colbert brings back his character, Stephen Colbert. And then the other night, Stephen Colbert addresses his uh, adoring public and explains that while we all loved the return of Stephen Colbert, some people didn't. And, that, and they were corporate lawyers because he doesn't own the rights to... Stephen Colbert. If you're confused, you should be. Um, what? He doesn't own the rights of that character. He doesn't have it, the intellectual it, property of the character belongs to Comedy Central. Viacom, Viacom, who, who own, own Comedy Central. Right. Wow. And now I think Stephen Colbert is trying to be defiant and bring back another character who's the cousin of Stephen Colbert, also called, called Stephen Colbert. Colbert. Oh my god! But it's just wonderful. So I, I recommend you check out the pieces that have been written. I mean, I mean, to be fair, I've. 
it is what I've just said, but it's, it's still interesting. Um, and a similar thing happened to David Letterman when he left NBC to go to CBS. He had a couple of silly little gimmicks that he had on, on his old show, mm-hmm. and he wasn't allowed to call them by the same name, so he had to give them a slightly different name. But wonderful. And I think another one is Dana Carvey when he left Saturday Night Live didn't own the rights to some of his own characters. Um, but That's, that is weird. It's beautiful, isn't it? It's also it just um, just kind of makes you realise that when you start coming up with ideas and you work for a, a, a conglomerate, you really need to get on that at the very very beginning. It, it, I mean, that's what's fascinating because you know you and I we hear lots of stories about uh, newer comedians and they sign these deals and they end up in all sorts of you know they've sort yeah. of signed their life away and the fact that. Really, really successful, famous people can still encounter the same difficulties and problems even when they've got to the very summit of entertainment. Um, I guess there's no answer, though, because you've got to sign that contract, haven't you? What I don't get is by them having a problem with him doing his alter ego, Stephen Colbert I'm talking about, if he doesn't... If he doesn't do it at all, then no-one wins. So it's almost like, hey, well, you left our channel... You know, fuck you, you're not doing it anywhere else It's and not like they're going to make money from no, him No, exactly, mean, you're 100% correct No, no one bizarre, wins out of yeah, that yeah. And also, I know that I know that corporate lawyers don't think this way But you think there'd be an element of gratitude or thanks You oh, know, because that Colbert no, character No, no, that's where you have gone I'm wrong so with this s- I know, I know, thinking. lawyers listening to this <laughs> Just spout out the coffee <laughs> with laughter Oh, good one um, That but, was the funny bit in the sketchy yeah, dish the- <laughs> where he's, Let me just drink this water as you tell me this information <laughs> Uh, I have to say, Stephen Colbert is by far my favourite of all the late night talk shows uh, hosts now. I love Fallon, I love Kimmel, I love them all, but there's something about that uh, extra level of uh, political humour that he's brought to it. I'm really surprised, because CBS, I don't know if you know much about the difference between the networks in uh, America, but CBS is the most, almost like ITV of yeah. all the networks. It's the one that has uh, Two and a Half Men and uh, a Big Bang of, Theory. There's a couple of, ter- I'm sure you've read them, a couple of terrific books about the late night war right. by Bill Carter. And one is about Letterman's rival with, with Leno when Letterman thought he was taken over from Carson. Yeah, yeah. And then it turns out Leno basically did him at the last minute. Yeah. And then the, the most recent one is when Conan finally got the Tonight Show and then Leno again ended up taking it away from him effectively yeah. so if, if you are interested in the networks check out the two Bill Carter books they are okay. joyous yeah. Do you know what, can you remember what they're called? The War at Late Night and The it's Late just, Shift it's just insane that there are something like if you include cable as well six or seven late night talk shows that start at 11.30 at night all yeah. running at the same time yeah. and then some of them have shows afterwards That's including right. Cordon's at 12.30 at yeah. night these are slots that if you gave a comedian that slot in this country and the comedian went around guess what I've got my own show and you go great when is it 12.30 at night people go oh sorry about oh, that unlucky, mate. mate and yet they're making millions like it's this juggernaut I mean, these guys are megastars yeah. I mean, you, 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 just the you've bizarre. hit the nail on the head because if I, they've tried it over here and that show would invariably go out at 10, 10 30 yeah, yeah. max yeah um, and it's maybe that's why they've never done it over here. You also, you don't have the teams of writers that you have over there. You don't have the money to spend. You don't have A-listers queuing up every single night. Like here, if you put A-listers, British A-listers, on a nightly show, by Thursday we would have run out. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And then on Friday it would be back to the big brothers of the world. That's right. So it's just it's just not possible. But we should be having should. one like one a week or twice weekly or something. But even, could one of the... 
Um, We're going to end up doing 20 minutes just on this subject. Could one of the, non, you know, one of the non-main broadcasting networks not take up? Can't they just take a punt? I know. Give someone a show at... I mean, even John Oliver, who was ours... Yes. ...and wasn't ever as successful here because people just don't know what to do with really good, clever, like, proper yeah. satire. Really smart. Not like, not like sort of uh, broad and soft and uh, satire, but, like, really smart. That's right. And then he's a, fu- he's a fucking Goes to America, out there. household name. Yeah. Dan, uh, but you and I, we should have our show. Yes. 12.30. What channel? Every night. Any channel. QVC. Any channel I don't mind. <laughs> uh, what about uh, film stuff? You saw Bourne. Have you seen Jason Bourne? Yes, the, the new Bourne movie is out. And have have you seen it yet? I haven't. Well, it came out yesterday. And unlike you, I don't get uh, like little gifty preview ticket things. So I, so I would, I would recommend it. I would say... Check it out. Yeah. I would give it, say, three and a half popcorns out, out of five. The finale, however, is incredible. Mm-hmm. So a, a criticism, I mean, how dare I criticise a Bourne movie, is that the first three quarters do feel like a slight retread of the other Bourne movies. Yeah. We go around the world, there's some nice action set pieces, no one can get hold of Matt Damon, yeah. uh, but the finale ends up in Las Vegas, and I won't spoil it, but... There are there are some set pieces in that finale that are jaw dropping. If there's wow. a better action set piece, I, I can't. I don't want to spoil it. It's it's wonderful. No, but I think I know one of them involving a car chase because. I oh, was, good. Okay, I can okay. say it then. There's well, a car chase that will. Yeah, yeah. Knock well, your socks I was off. Uh, so I was sh- uh, directing a short film at the weekend, and my DOP said you've got to look at this, and he showed me some footage, or behind-the-scenes footage of how they were recording this. Uh, chase scene and it just it was mind blowing it's like how have they done that the precision that must have gone on uh, with those stunts and the drivers and stuff we're not giving too much away no, just no, expect no, we're not, we're not, no, just you, expect a car right chase to say there's yeah. a car chase but I would say think of the great car chases French Connection Bullets the very underrated uh, Ronin with uh, I love Ronin yeah, oh, dad <laughs> why are we not married why hold on look the, the bars have just gone off the scale <laughs> here look they're hitting red oh. Ronin I call it Ronin you call it Ronin Let's call the whole oh, thing off. I think I'm, you're right. You're right. But Jean Reno oh and my De Niro, God. there's a car chase in that movie where it they drive so the good. wrong way. Oh. It is oh, shivers thinking about it. Now, I heard that what they did is they put a driver in the uh, real seat and a fake steering wheel in the other seat for De Niro to drive. Nice. And the guy just went for it. So when you see De Niro reacting to like, holy shit, you know, almost died there. He's genuinely pulling his pants. (laughs) Yeah. Although I'm sure De Niro doesn't need to be put in a scenario like that to act really well. But... (laughs) uh, uh, Okay, well, I'm looking forward to Bourne. I mean, I I still maintain that the first Bourne is the best one. The first born is, is the, the best one, <laughs> baby. Uh, I, I think the other two are probably the actions better in the other sure. two, but the first one is still the one that had a bit more story and character and, and, and stuff. And that was the one that where it was like nothing you'd seen yeah. before, and because other action movies, including Bond, ended up thinking we need to be more like Bourne yeah. and then it, the, that first Bourne movie created a wave of movies where there were loads of uh, Mai Tai uh, mm-hmm. close shots hand to hand combat yeah. so in, in a way that first Bourne movie and I and I, this is pure hyperbole but changed action movies yeah. it, it, it did totally um, and, and that's uh, the parkour style stunts of, of those yeah, first yeah. three movies as well uh, I mean, you know, Matt's a little older now, so it's hard to jump isn't from one to another. Isn't it weird, though, if you watch the first one recently, recently how young yeah. he looks in it? Yeah, it's incredible, like, isn't it? How was someone who's 16 
Yes. Uh, like trained to be a killer and have been through all that. So, uh, I mean, he just looks like a child. He once told a great story on Letterman as well that uh, I think he he's very self-deprecating, which is one of the reasons why mm. we all love him so much. Mm-hmm. But he felt that his time was up as a as a a, a major movie star mm-hmm. because he'd had. I think in in Hollywood, if you have three flops on the trot. You're, it's that's that's basically like thank you and good night. Yeah, yeah. So one you can get away with, two oh, bit of pressure, and then the third one. So he was saying was see ya. And I think he'd had the legend of Bagger Vance. Maybe it was Rounders. Then maybe there'd been one other yeah. that had underperformed. And then he said he had he had this movie coming out, this this Bourne movie, and he didn't really have any idea that it was going to be that successful. And of course, it came out, and the rest is history. And that's why he's still. Top of the top of the peak after all these years. Oh, Matthew! And well, and then it brings us into our, nicely into our third and final bit because mm-hmm. we go from action into action. So Elizabeth Banks, um, it's just come out that she is hiring a, a Pulitzer Prize-winning uh, playwright to pen a Charlie's Angels reboot. And the thought of a Charlie's Angels reboot got me thinking because I'd interviewed uh, some. Uh, I nearly said female actresses, which I didn't need the female. Yeah, but I interviewed some actresses recently who were in an action film. Uh, and we all agreed that wasn't it a shame that you can't talk about female action roles without invariably going to Ripley, mm-hmm. the great Sigourney Weaver character. Because there should, we, we shouldn't just be referring to one iconic female ass-kicking heroine. There should be dozens of them. If we're going to name male action characters who kick ass, you and I, we could dedicate a week's worth of shows to doing that. Mm-hmm. And it, I just felt it I was a I don't know sh- about the, a, a week's worth of shows. Maybe two shows? You could do a week's worth of you shows. Think? Oh, my God. Yes! Go, well, give me a couple now. Go. Well, Virgil Hiltz. McQueen in The Great Escape. There's one. Oh, I thought you were talking about female... No, I'm talking about... If we were doing awesome male characters, yes, yes. you could easily dedicate a I'm week sorry. of shows I'm, to it. My head's full of cold. <laughs> God bless you. I'll, I will hold you yeah. down through this. Thank you're my, you, you're thank my you. partner for life. Yes. But I, whereas on the other hand, it's it's sad that you can that, that you, you always come back to Ripley, Ripley. As, the, as the great... Or the other one I think of is Sarah Connor in the second Terminator, when she they, went from... Exactly, and what do they both have in common? Uh, James Cameron. Cameron. Yeah. yeah, so, yeah. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable! God. So, what, you know, why, uh, you know, it, I mean, it's 2016, and we st- and the fact that we've gone... Charlize yeah. Theron, she, she was pretty badass in uh, um, Mad Max, right? Yeah, sure, yeah. okay, yeah, I'll give you that. <laughs> Keep going, though. <laughs> what sort of reaction? Well, I know I'm going to get to a dead We're end after about three, three more. <laughs> but what, uh, but like, so Tomb Raider? What? I don't know. No, but, just but again, but I mean, Tomb Raider, that, wa- that wasn't the awesome movie that yeah, it should yeah. have been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I guess my point is, is that... Hollywood and us, and us, you know, I guess we're responsible as well um, as, as the movie going public. There just needs to be more better ass-kicking female characters. Do you think, like, people talk about this, it's like the same question as, why are, you know, years ago, people used to just out and out say, are women funny? Which is, which you know, is a, just... It's a ridiculous oh. and offensive question. Now it's, people ask it less, but and there are more female uh, comedy performers, and actually, I'd like to do a shout out to I watched Fleabag, uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridge's uh, new show on BBC, which is a brilliant show, very um, girls-esque, but uh, got a much more British uh, vibe to it. That's a brilliant, funny show, written and performed by a woman. Uh, there's loads of them. If, but and if you were to stop me and say, "Who are your favourite stand-ups?" and straight straight away, I would go Catherine Ryan, Ashling B, Sarah Pascoe, Kerry Godleyman, and the fact that their women does not even enter my well, there brain. You go. The 
brilliant. They are amazing but comedians you and, is you, all I think about. You and I don't represent everyone. So know, going with the, with the action thing and the comedy thing, it's not about... Well, this is just a theory of mine. I don't know if it's necessarily about whether they can do it. It's more about, is there an appetite from main, big, wide audiences? That, that's, that's exactly my point, and that's the do, sad thing, isn't it? I always felt like maybe women can find men funny, but men find it harder to find women funny. It's not that women aren't funny, it's that the men seem to be... And this is a huge generalisation, by the way, and I'm not including myself in this, but it's just like they're less comfortable with Sometimes that. you get the arms folding. Don't yeah, you? I think whatever. less so now, but And I think it's the same with action films. It's like they're doing something that has been historically a male predominant thing and there's an audience that just aren't open-minded to that. I don't know why, what you, what you could say about what that, what that says about things you know, an well, associate... And it's, ama- it's amazing that Wonder Woman, which is out next year, mm-hmm. that will be the first ever solo major uh, superhero. female superhero. Yeah. I mean, it's just... It's, it boggles the mind, doesn't it? And actually, you could argue that uh, what uh, Scarlett Johansson's character in The Avengers... Black I mean, Widow! Yeah, Joss Whedon has just come out and said he would like to make yeah. that movie. I mean, is, she was one of my favourite things, weirdly, in the first... Uh, uh, oh, she's terrific. I mean, I, I, and she's great in the second Captain she, America movie. Is she? Yeah, she's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Who knows, man? Who knows? Tell you what, we're fi- I, right. I got so worked up over that, I got out of my chair and I'm yeah. now standing yeah. up. Yeah. But, you know, we're, we're a couple of passionate dudes, aren't we? We are passionate dudes, and we I was going to say we love women. That just would have taken it down a very different... Uh, we, love, we love good entertainment. Yeah, that's good, that's good what it comes down yeah. to. And, um, like I say, I was watching this thing, Fleabag, yesterday, and I was like, you see, it's... It, you know, it really doesn't matter. What I liked about this show, if you haven't seen it, check it out. It's it's, it's quite um, it's quite cool and indie as well. But I was like, you know, I there are some female comics I'm not a huge fan of, but there are others where I watch them and I think you're funnier than a lot of men I know. Sure, definitely, one hundred percent. You know, Carolina Hearn when she passed away, it suddenly hit me just how much I loved her. When you watch the old clips and how quick she was. Oh my god! And but she had that spark, that little twinkle she in had the a eye. Twink- she did have a twinkle oh in the eye. Oh my god! Amazing. Anyway, so we do need to wrap it up. Sadly, it's uh, it's a shorter one uh, for us today, James. We've got our next guest coming up. It's uh, Dave Johns, who you, you you haven't actually met before. No, never met him. But a wonderful story. Yeah, brilliant stand-up comedian. Um, he uh, is about to appear in Ken Loach's next film. Not just appear, but actually he is one of the two leads. In fact, the film is named after his character. It's such a wonderful story, and he, I pre-recorded this interview. He's got some lovely stories. Uh, that's coming up after this. I'm going to play this song by one of my favourite singer-songwriters ever. His name is Joseph Arthur. Um, the, there's a link here. This song is used in a scene in the very first Born Identity, but the scene got cut. But on the DVD, the song is still used in the deleted scene. Now there's Good a knowledge. tenuous link no, for no, you. No, no, that was brilliant. Anyway, this is In the Sun. It's a beautiful song. Thank you, James. Thank uh, you. Come back soon. I picture you in the sun Wondering what went wrong Screen Talk with Dan Clark on FUBAR Radio. 
Now, uh, I love it when people are discovered or have a moment later in their career. <laughs> I'm sure our next guest won't mind me saying that. Um, or when people have an unexpe- uh, unexpected moment in the spotlight. Our guest today is a man who's been on the circuit for many years. Many. Um, I'm, I'm not sure if we've actually properly met, but we, we know of each other. And um, I first did Edinburgh in a sketch group back in the late 90s, and that was when I was first um, aware of this guy. <laughs> um, I presume... Um, uh, this is uh, uh, he's just been uh, cast in Ken Loach's latest movie I, Daniel and this is quite an unexpected turn I think uh, it's safe to say um, well uh, yeah it was for me basically it's yeah. my first you know the land a lead role in a Ken Loach film yeah so we um, have with us of course I'm talking about Dave Johns um, Dave thank you for joining us um, thanks for coming you're on your way uh, on holiday I'm actually going, yes I'm going off. to the new forest yes yeah. With my daughter, we're going to go and camp because she likes a bit of camping. That's nice. I went camping in but the it's new posh. Forest. It's posh camping. Oh, glamping. Well, no, it's not. <laughs> I mean, we've got to put her own tent up. But oh, it's okay. Got it's not that posh. You it's, don't have people to do it for no, you. No, 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 <laughs> not yet. <laughs> Soon. Let's see. Uh, let's see if you get nominated for an Oscar. Well, and then Palm Door. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there, well, don't, these people, don't these people in the campsites <laughs> know who you are? I just uh, wear the Palm. I asked Ken Loach, could I borrow the Palm Door? And I'm going to wear it on my head like a little hat tied around my head. In the new forest. In the new forest, They might yeah. think you're a, a, a tribesman <laughs> or something. Um, so, um, as I mentioned, I first became aware of you from the Edinburgh Festival in the late 90s. Mm. Um, how long have you been doing stand-up comedy? Phew, 27 years. That's such a long time. It's such a long time, yes. I mean, you know, I mean, nobody knows who I am, you know. <laughs> nobody knows who the fuck I am. They say know. there's no I'm such thing as a job for life, but well, well, no, I mean, it. the thing is, nobody knows who I am, but if I was a spy, I would yeah. have a brilliant career. Yeah, that would be amazing. But you know, but a spy that does comedy. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, that's the sort of pinnacle if you're a spy for 27 years and nobody knows who you are. You've really But when your you're job. a comic, you've, uh, but no, you know, things, I mean, I've always been around. I've always done festivals. I've done, you know, mm-hmm. The um, mo- um, the Montreal just for laughs, and I've done Kilkenny a couple of times. I've always been sort of you know there yeah. and about, but nothing's really. But you know, and you've worked consistently, yes, right? Which is the thing yeah. to do, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You know, like, 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 like you know. So I haven't, I haven't sort of uh, just um, treaded the uh, water, you know. But the, then the film came along, and things have changed yeah. a bit. Yeah. So do you still love, um, we'll get to the film in a bit, okay. but um, do you still love doing comedy? Is that still your stand-up. first? Yeah. I, I think stand-up is the best half form you can get, basically. Really? Because, oh, 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 without a doubt. I, I, I adore it. I, I love stand-ups. I think stand-ups are all mental. There's always something yeah. a bit, bit wrong with them, you know? And how and do you describe your stuff? <laughs> <laughs> I know, the best. worst question. <laughs> I know, it's <laughs> just my stuff. Um, I, I, rem- I, I It's remarkable I get away with it. Um, <laughs> Um, I don't know. I mean, basically, I just do, and I think a lot of comics do stuff that they think's funny in their head, and, and and hopefully, audiences find it funny. But you know, you're never going to make everybody laugh. It's impossible. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's a it's a thing that uh, that you know you just have to find your audience. Really, you know, there aren't many other art forms that are as brutal in in finding out whether you're good or not. Well, it's immediate. That's yeah. the thing. I mean, like that's the thing. I mean, you know, if you're in a play, you'll probably know whether it's a stinker at the end of the play where nobody claps or. Yeah. If but you know, with stand up, it's totally immediate in the first couple of minutes. You know what I mean? And I mean, so, and, and so, you have to sort of have some sort of. I think something's wrong with you, really. So <laughs> it sounds to me like you would prefer to do your 
kind of more full length shows uh, in front of more um, like nobody, astute audiences. But nobody but will come. <laughs> <laughs> I've done, I've uh, done, I did a small tour once a few years ago, and, and you know, in some places I got, I did a few art centres, you know, yeah, yeah. and maybe sort of, you know, I would get maybe because people go to the gig anyway and they mm-hmm. think anything is on, so I was getting audiences that would come anyway, and, and you know, I was getting 60s, 70s, and maybe 100, and then you do a couple of, another gig and it'd be like 12 in you know yeah. what I mean but you know it's it, it's because I've never gone up to Edinburgh on a regular basis you know because it just drives me insane yeah Edinburgh. no it's tough Edinburgh it, well, well oh it, it's God. just there's too many comics in yeah. one place for anybody's yeah sanity. it's just not good for mental health no, generally for, is no. it <laughs> all those comics in one place is a bad bad idea yeah. you know they should do one comic should come in every day. Yeah, what's and do a show uh, and then leave. You on know? A, on a, being deadly serious about this, <laughs> no. but I was chatting to someone the other day, and they went, "Everyone should just have a week. <laughs> they should all have the same sort of size room. They yeah. should only be allowed to change, charge the same ticket yeah. price, and everyone gets a go." You know, but it does become like this weird competition. Even that, even when I've been in successful shows and in, in, in things like when we went when we did Twelve Angry Men up there, yeah, you know, we yeah. did one for the Cooters. Yeah. It's fast selling shows. That I didn't have to worry about the tickets. It was full. I was doing gigs in the evening. Mm-hmm. There was no pressure on. There's just and I was seeing mates. There's just something about Edinburgh that I haven't been able to get away with. Yeah. You know, and it's that intensity of all of all these comics in one place. Yeah, just going comedy mad. Do you know well, what I mean? Do you know what you're absolutely right? Because even if you're having a good fest I, I remember I had a, a run once that I sold out every night yeah. and got some good reviews and I still went home broken and they're on the wall here in the I've got a t-shirt with all my reviews on them <laughs> yeah, you actually uh, hand me them when I gave yeah. it <laughs> <laughs> thanks for wearing it <laughs> no no it's a problem I, yeah. um, uh, I was going to say actually I saw you in the One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest yeah. um, what, that was like 2002 or four. three or four, four. right yeah. um, that was a great uh, production and it was Christian Slater was yeah. in that yeah, we had a right laugh. We got on did great you? together. Oh, yeah. I'll go on great together. We how, right. how did he deal with that whole, like... Because well, it, well, it was him comics. and then all comics, right? He loved it because... Because you know what the thing about Christian is? He can... He, he is... He is... He is... Obviously, he's lived that Hollywood star mm-hmm. thing and all that. But he's... He, he can take the piss out of himself. Well, that's good. And and we used to take the piss out of him all really? the time. All the time. We used to take the piss out yeah. of him, you know? And did he? Because I seem to remember him being out and about of it, like he enjoyed the nightlife of it. Well, or? yeah, I mean, he's quieting down now because yeah. because you know he's a family man. He's got kids, and I think he's taking his foot off the off because it's been sort of like it's been it's it's, it's probably been his life for a long time. But mm-hmm. but you know, we had some good laughs. Yeah, and he's got a great sense of humour, you know. Yeah, yeah. And and we just basically just took the piss out of him every single day. Do you, have you <laughs> seen him since then? He phoned me up when the film on the Palm Door. No way. I was sitting. In can this yeah. is really cool. Like, yeah, and this phone call come up and I went and I went and he goes, "Hey, buddy, my God, I've just you want to you want to fucking bomb? No, I can't <laughs> believe it. I knew, I knew, my God, I've been in foam all my life since I was a kid. I know I won't fuck all. My, my God, man, you're amazing. You're amazing. He just went, he just went. Yeah, and I was like, so cool. that, I went, I went. It's Christian Slate, and you can see people go, no, piss off. Yeah, and I went, yeah, no, yeah. It is I love it if at the end of that big rant he did, you were like, sorry, who is this? Yeah, yeah, and he must have found out with one of the, I think because you know all his family are in business and Mm -hmm. in the business as well, I think he he just found out and he just phoned us and said, I love how people in show business can get anyone's number just like that, isn't that incredible? (laughs) Makes you worry. Get Uh, me Dave Johnson's number now. Get it now. (laughs) Uh, 
that's brilliant. I love yeah. that he called you up. That's oh, no, so it was cool. Fab. It was fab. Um, uh, well, I tell you what, that's because he's now having a bit of a renaissance with that Mr. Robot show, yeah, right? Yeah, this, this thing, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I sent him, I said, we should do a film together. He went, yeah. my God, yeah, we will, man. We will, we will, we will. That's <laughs> brilliant. You've heard it here first, folks. <laughs> we have got a film coming out with Dave Jones and Christian <laughs> Slater. We just need to come up with a script, uh, <laughs> the rest the title, of the, the, money. the title of the money. But we'll get it, we'll get it. I love it. I want to see you two in a film together. Well, can you imagine a road movie? Oh, man. So talking about film. So listen, you have been doing comedy for 27 years. Uh, you've never, did, have you ever had any aspirations to do uh, act, like serious acting, um, well, dramatic know, we, acting? Well, we did 12 Angry Men yeah. and we did and we did and it was fun, you know what I mean? And I did the odd couple with Bill Bailey, but it was all just, I think what it is. is but you never got the impression that was like a career oh, no, choice. Oh, no, it was like, we're all doing it because oh, no. we just thought oh, it'd be good fun. Co- comedy wasn't a career yeah. choice, mate. I oh, mean, right. You well, know, we, we just, we just, it just happened, you know what yeah. I mean, you know? Um, I think with the film, I think I was very, I was in the right place at the right time, really. The classic thing, they say, isn't which, it? Which is true, I mean... So I what happened? Tell, talk us through it. <laughs> I, got a, I bet you've had to say this a million times, well, so well, you're going to well, have no, to say it. it well, well, what it is, is basically what happened was I got a text from Guy Masterson, who... who uh, who produced 12 Angry Men in, mm-hmm. in, in Cuckoo's Nest, and yeah. he said, look, there's this thing coming for a 50, late 50s Geordie uh, for this new Ken Loach film. He goes, I think you'd be perfect for it. So Were I went, you Geordie? I'm Check. Geordie. <laughs> yeah, You're yeah. late 50s? I'm 60 now, actually. Oh, well, and, you uh, look late 50s, can <laughs> oh, I thank say? You, thank <laughs> you very much. Stop flirting with me. <laughs> or I'm putting my clothes on. Uh, well, I want a part in this <laughs> Christian Slater Dave Johns movie. So. <laughs> right, OK. So, uh, so he said to us, he said... Uh, he said um, um, he said, go. So I just sent a text to the casting person saying, oh, this is me uh, web page. Um, I'm a comic and I've been heard. This is, and I never heard anything back. And then I got a phone but how call. did you get the, the casting director's number? He sent Oh, he, he sent he, it. He, yeah. he sent the link to okay. the casting director. So and it so had did, all their details. Great. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just sent a text go, yeah. uh, saying, oh, this is, this is where I am. Da, yeah. da, 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 da. And then I heard, about a few weeks later, I got a phone. Would you like to come in and meet Ken? So I came in, met Ken Loach. Fifteen minutes, got on great with him. Yeah, he's a he's a. He's a he seems like a really lovely he, man. He he loves comics. Uh, yeah, he loves right. comics. Yeah, and he says co- comics have got a truth about them. He mm-hmm. says which is which is great because he's used a lot of comics in his stuff. Yeah, you know? he didn't wasn't John Bishop in yeah one of yeah, his yeah, movies, yeah yeah in uh, Root Irish, you know. Yeah. And basically, he just uh, we got on great. We didn't talk about film, didn't talk about acting, just ch- talked about you know daft sort of stupid stuff yeah. you know what I mean uh, and then he f- and then I went out and I thought oh and then I got asked to come down for a do a, some improv with this young actress so I went in and there was three actresses and I did an improv thing just conversations mm-hmm. and then the first girl I did it with Haley, and then uh, then I left and I thought oh well I never heard anything I thought oh that's it and then he says would you come in again I went in again and um and then I did the third one up in in Newcastle, uh, which was um, half a day in Haley, who I did the first casting with, was there with three other girls. I hadn't done such, so they must have been doing stuff with other mm-hmm. actors. And uh, after that, he, he he said he said he phoned me up and said, "Would you be in my film?" You know, and uh, Haley got the part of the girl in it. The so first person you the first person with, I yeah. did audition with. And how did you feel when he called you? I was gobsmacked I mean you know I mean I, I, I kept thinking well 
I was just happy about doing the improv yeah. with 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 Ken Loach. I thought if I get to do an improv show again, like like the improv with Ken Loach, I'll yeah. just be happy with the, the experience of telling the story. I remember when I did a yeah. casting for Ken Loach. And did I, you um, it just so um, people know what kind of stuff goes on in that situation? What what was the improv? Does he just he give you a character? And no, he just says he just says he said the first thing he said to me was he goes right, you two are two work friends. Uh, you, 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 you're having your break you get on really well together you've noticed she's got a black eye you think it's a boyfriend just chat and, he, and what he's looking for is you to listen and talk you know right and, and, and it wasn't really improv and you know moving around it was about conversations yeah. he was just giving you conversation just said you have a conversation with this person about that and presumably presumably he's looking for a sort of personality trait and a sort of I think authenticity people who, yeah people who listen and yeah. people who 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 uh, um, um, react properly and give the real emotions right. and we did that and we did a few things he would give you different sort of scenarios he would say you know like you're a, um 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 he give us what well, um your sort of uh, you're bringing something back to this shop Okay, and it won't uh, and it won't work, and uh, and the girls brought it back, and you won't give her a refund. Classic you know whose line is it anyway? <laughs> yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you tempted it, and he, but what, did you have to like restrain think, the comedy? I think he. Well, like, like I think what it is is if anything could come out that was comic. Yeah, he he he'd want you to play it. Okay. I mean, I mean, you said to me one time I was going into a um, um you're going into a reception to get an appointment. And you want to see your male doctor because it's about something that you feel personal about. And, mm -hmm. in, 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 and she's trying to get you to see a female doctor. And so I was arguing with her, and there was a glass of water, and I knocked the glass of water over. And we just did this whole thing about me going, oh, I'm so sorry, I'm just so nervous. And she's going, it's all right. And I was, yeah. I was going, oh, it's just, it, 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 so, 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 so I actually played knocking over the glass of water. And yeah. I think, you know, he just wanted to see authenticity, really. And, and I, I can't second guess what he's. A friend of mine who's an actor, Kev, uh, do you know Kev Eldon? Do you know Kev Eldon? Yeah, yeah, I yeah, do, yeah. Yeah, Kevin, yeah, yeah. Kev said, if you're going in twice, you must be doing something he likes, yeah. so just keep doing what... Oh, that's amazing. And then basically asked us to do, and then he asked us to do the film, and I was gobsmacked, really, like, you know? Yeah. But never in my wildest dreams did I think, like, like all I've, I mean... Had you seen many of his films previously? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, the, and the, like, Riff Raff and stuff, yeah. like, like, not not all of them, you know what yeah. I mean? But Kev's. Uh, yeah, Ke yeah, yeah, Kez, but he, um, yeah. and he's such great. But I mean, like he was talking to uh, when we were in Cannes, he was talking to Mark Rylance, and Mark Rylance said to him uh, last month, um, Daniel Day Lewis came over to my house, and we watched all your films back to back, your back no catalogue. And Ken said, to him, "Did you not want to kill yourself?" <laughs> <laughs> you know what oh, I mean? Wow. You know, so it was that sort of you know. So he's got that self like like you know he's just a very very like like he's ruthless. He's got yeah. a, a thing of steel through him, but he's very like like on set. He's very sort of like it's just so laid back. You know what I mean? It's so mm -hmm. he's, he's worked with the crew and the. Uh, <coughs> I've always thought that when I oh, see yes. interviews of him, um, that for someone that's got obviously quite strong political beliefs and a bit of a championer of the left, uh, that he might be a bit more earnest and serious. But he seems, you know, there's an easygoingness in these interviews. I don't know if there's another side to him. but I think what it is, is it's basically, he's very serious about getting the the content and getting mm -hmm. the point over in the film. Mm -hmm. But he's but he's not serious in how he gets there, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, he's very, 
very um, it's very like like halfway through we would just be standing for it and he just go ah oh, we'll just have it and he goes would you want a piece of chocolate and we just and he just stop filming wow. and he doesn't and he shoots on film still you yeah. see and and he doesn't tell you what lens you've got on so so oh. you never know so the first time I saw the film I, I, I thought my head's massive <laughs> I wasn't expecting my head to be so massive yeah. it's because he, he he puts the and he doesn't have any like you know, there's no costume oh, yeah. or, or or like all very natural. And it's all yeah. it's all just basically the crew who are filming, sound and you and the mm -hmm. people they're doing the scene with, and he films in all nat like like he doesn't really have close sets really in public. Yeah. He just like there was a scene where where they were in the shop, in the um in the cost cutter shop, and he said to Haley. Uh, right, we'll um, we'll do another take after this guy <laughs> pays his gas bill. <laughs> yeah. So you know you've got ordinary punters coming in. You know. You've got I did wonder that because yeah. I've seen a couple yeah. of pictures, uh, yeah. uh, clips from the film because obviously it's not out yet, and um, uh, it f it always feels like it's completely in a real place. Well, well, because what he does is he mixes actors and real people yeah. from the real situation. So basically, um, if he was if he, if he had two coppers, he would have two coppers who yeah. are ex coppers. You know what I mean? Oh, cool. Um, um, so, so you're basically not aware who's the actors and who are the who are just real people. So mm -hmm. what happens is it has that authenticity, that real feel about it. You know how his films always seem as like, you imagine my Kess, how it seemed like it was just yeah. filming kids, you know what I mean, you know? Completely, it, yeah. It, and it's because what he says is that the camera should be one of the, um, sure, should be just observe, yeah. observe, observing what's going on, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, and, and so that's what happens, and that's why people go, like you don't know whether you're watching a documentary or a film, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I, it's not, I you watched know. a documentary about Ken Loach recently. It's just come versus, out, versus, yeah, versus, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they, he, they, the, the, some of his early stuff, like black and white stuff, is so ahead of its time. Mm. It's insane, like it just is, how yeah. naturalistic it is. Yeah, and yeah. People do that all the time now, but yeah. back then it was. Oh just no, it, not, wasn't, it yeah. wasn't. Well, you know, Kathy come home. Yeah. Was sort of like you know, and he's thinking, you know, fifty years on, nothing's changed. You know. Yeah. Um, but you know, but he, but you know, you still get the script. It's still scripted. It's not improvised. Yeah. But it's just basically he wants you to, he he lets you make this the lines your own if you know mm -hmm. what I mean. You know. Mm -hmm. But do it, yeah. But it was an amazing experience. I mean. Do you um uh, talk politics much when you're? I was wondering, does he ever like? Has he ever accidentally or even on purpose? picked a member of cast that has wildly different po politics to him Ken is very very canny when he talks to people he 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 knows what your politics are I reckon within the first really? five ten minutes of you speaking to him he oh, just now cool. just by he, you know he's been doing this I'm sure he, if he was here he'd probably say maybe he has made a mistake yeah. but uh, but no it's never like 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 you know I think he knows um, what he's getting yeah. for, for he what? must do I mean how old is he now he's 80, like 80, 80 geez amazing it's 20 years but he can me. still make such passionate films in, in fact didn't he retire and then come out of retirement because he felt so passionate about, about this about subject this, uh, yeah. yeah I about this subject you know yeah. which is lucky for me you know yeah god I was so, thinking when I got the pot I was thinking please don't die again before, <laughs> before I get a chance because that's just my luck that like I just miss oh, out on things don't. you know what I mean that would be so now you're going I saw I watched because uh, um, I think the first time I became aware that you were in this film was when a mutual friend of ours um, a comedian uh, Jojo Smith oh had Jojo put, right. yeah she put something on Facebook going oh so amazing to see da you know Davey on right. in this and I clicked on uh, or googled to see what it is because I love when people um, you know have not done something before and suddenly get this amazing oh, yeah, opportunity yeah. and and I looked at it and there was the um, standing ovation at Cannes and I'm sure it went on for about six hours or something it was how it long was, was it 14 minutes oh my god and it was insane 
I mean, we sat in this cinema with 2,000 people. Now, where do you ever get to see a film yeah. anywhere with 2,000 people? Yeah, yeah, apart right. from a film festival. Yeah. And we sat there, and I was in the old penguin suit, and the film came, and it, and it was only the second time I'd seen it. Right. And I was like, and, and I sort of think, and I think, God, this is actually a proper film. You know what I mean? <laughs> and it was like, so I started to watch it, and when it first got a laugh, you know, when the first couple of little funny yeah. bits get, get a laugh, it's, it's like being a comic, you always yeah. relax, you know? And then at the end, I wasn't expecting. So somebody said to me, they either boo you or they clap, and I was just thinking, that's a joke. Yeah. And this, this stand ovation just went on and on and oh on. God. And they were like, and, you, and, and, and they were going, bravo, bravo. And, and like, and they were, otua, otua, yeah. and all this, you know, and sort of. And it was just, and they were like, people had tears in their eyes. And, and it was just. You must have just been like what the hell like in comedy we're lucky if anyone even stands up let alone <laughs> for 14 minutes it was I, I mean if we hadn't left they would still be doing it now they would still be yeah. clapping now you know and Ken says come on we'll go and, and we walked out and then the red carpet with all the yeah. and all the, it was just it was just it was like an out of body experience really I bet. Of, yeah so of, and yeah. have you done other festivals I know you're you're going to do loads aren't you I, yeah I've been invited out I went to um, Slovakia and I've been taking because my missus unfortunately has a proper job Right. And has to work in Damn her. in in a hospital. But then, what would Ken talk shift. about if we didn't have people <laughs> like her? Job, yeah. yeah. So she hasn't been able to come to any of the festivals. Mm. So I've been bringing comics out. So they've oh, all been man. so I've been so, so they've all been really nice to us because I think I'm going to pick them. So I'm going out. Uh, so I brought John Fothergill out. Uh, I'm bringing Ian Stone out to um, um, to Sarajevo. Um, I've promised um, 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 a couple of others and um, they're all wanting to go to Brazil so yeah. I'm sort of I'm, I'm funny just, that isn't it yeah yeah so, <laughs> so I'm going well you know I'll have to sort of uh, yeah. think about it we'll you know? see yeah yeah you see how they're but they're all but yeah so, uh, so in it's that's so many you go on so many and so far away presumably you have to take time off to do these well I took uh. the whole I took the whole of July and August off because I just thought like you know, after the film and that, and I thought and the film's coming out in October, and I thought I'll just take the summer off. I've got to, and I'm going to take my daughter away to one of the film festivals to yeah. um, Switzerland, um, uh, and so so basically, I'm just basically. I thought I'll take this time off, but then there's in September. But you try to work around it, you know. Yeah. I mean, I can't do them all, of course, you know. No, you got. Yeah, I mean, sh- surely they understand you have a living to make yeah, as well and all yeah, the rest yeah, of yeah. it. But the good thing about it is, you know, I only work Fridays and Saturday nights, yeah. so, so, you know, if it's, and it's usually during the week, these film festivals, so you can fly in and, and then do, you know, Portsmouth. <laughs> it's, yeah. But, you know, but no, no. Brazil it, it, to Portsmouth. But I just thought, I just thought, you know, it's, a, it, 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 it's interesting to meet all these, because the thing about film festivals is, they are all so passionate yeah. about film, everybody you meet. And, and they're different than comedy festivals. Comedy festivals, you find it's like you're st- people are still doing their shows. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So, so, so they're into their shows and they're into comedy, but it's sort of... Um, it's not a presentation like it is no. with films. It's like we're still, I want to get something uh, yeah. from this. I'm yeah. losing money or I'm making yeah. money. And I think or it was a presentation that would be more yeah. laid back. And yeah, so yeah. I think the film festival I've been to would be much more enjoyable because all I've got to do is... Sit and watch a film. Mm-hmm. Then they say how brilliant you are, and then and then and then you do a Q and A, and it's very interesting to see the t- and all over. Like I mean, when I did the one in in Slovakia, all they were interested in after in the Q and A most of the time was talking about Brit exit, you know, yeah. about us leaving Europe, you know. Right. Yeah. And so, so you know, so it's he so was brilliant, uh, Ken. By the way, on the news when he um, was it Kirsty Allsop was going, you know, Boris is he's funny. It's like are you. Are you serious? Are you out of your mind? <laughs> yeah, but but the thing is, I think what it is is it's a case of, and so you can talk. In, in it's not only like like in all of these places don't have any w- welfare 
uh, state, you know, they didn't have any sort of people, but, but it's interesting, it's all about austerity, it's about people, I think, just sick of getting, you know, the bankers getting away with it, yeah. and, 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 and people at the bottom of the rung, just not been seen. You know? So, do you feel it, it resonates wherever oh, you go? Oh, yeah. I yeah. mean, like, like I mean, I, 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 you know, in Brazil, I don't know if they've got a, a welfare system in Brazil. I would mm-hmm. imagine it's not that great. I, I don't know, but 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 I think people understand poverty. Yeah. All over the world, you know what yeah, I mean. Yeah, definitely. And and understand a state that has fixed it so that basically. Um, to sicken you, you know yeah. what I mean, and and as Ken says that you know tell the poor that it's their fault because I haven't tried hard enough. Yeah, I mean you know <laughs> wherever, pretty much everywhere in the Western world is sort of in the same boat. It feels so. Like. So I think that's why the film yeah. is, and you know it, it's great that it's won the Palm Door because that is has given it a, a, a sort of um, illegitimacy, yeah. really, hasn't it? You know what I mean? It's made it, it it's made it people go whoa whoa this is this is this is this is this is something that. The jury. I mean, you know. I mean, Donald Sutherland absolutely adored it. Really. I mean, I, I Donald Sutherland come up to me and go, "You are amazing in this." Oh man. And, and I was going, and I was just thinking, and I said to Kelly, I said, "If you hadn't have been here, I would have thought I'd just imagined that." <laughs> and the funny thing was, and he was coming over to us, and, and me and Haley sort of like after the 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 the, 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 the whole thing, and, 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 and we were going, "That's Donald Sutherland. That's Donald Sutherland." And he was going. That's Stephen Healy, <laughs> <laughs> which was crackers. You know what I mean. You know. So, have you had have have you noticed a change since you did the film and the stand? Well, that, have you had people call you? Have you had offers? Has it been like? Well, a, well I've got a good, great new agent now. Yeah, and she's very very excited about stuff. Um, um, I've got people are. Um, are interested. I'm, I'm getting emails from people who 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 met me. Fifteen years ago, yeah. who, who 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 didn't who, email you? Who didn't? Email <laughs> who now are? Um, she. I, I mean, I think things may, might go when the film comes out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which I, is I mean, when, by the way? Twenty first of October it comes okay. out. Okay, okay. So a few was. Yeah, you know, but I think I think you know, there's interest. I think I think I think you know because of the like 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 you know it was very flattering that I've had some good sort of reviews of my performance, mm-hmm. which has been amazing. Yeah. Um, because you know this, <laughs> I, I, I remember this guy. We did this question and answer. This guy said to me, he "Goes, um, hi, uh, I train at the Lee Strasberg School of Acting." And I'm thinking, "Oh, here we're gone." Yeah. And he goes, uh, I, I, "I, I saw the film in the festival, and I just want to say that uh, that your performance was so powerful." He goes, um, "Did um, I just wanted to know how you worked with Ken? Did you and Ken ever talk about?" Uh, for instance, if 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 Daniel had to sit down, would you talk about how would your character sit? Mm-hmm. And I goes, no, I just can't sit down, mate. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, and he goes, and he goes. Uh, He's like, wow, just yeah. sat down. That's and interesting. He goes, and he sort of like you know, and he was saying you know because your performance is very powerful and very held back and all this. And I was saying, no, thanks very much. And in my head, I'm just thinking, mate, when I first got this part, all I was thinking was just don't fuck it up. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's, you know? that's a pretty good acting <laughs> yeah. technique, I think. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. But when I do a film, be, I, yeah. I, I like to try and not fuck it up. <laughs> yeah, it'll be like, uh, we went to the John's School of Acting uh, where we try not to fuck it up. <laughs> yeah, 
The first rule of yeah. John's school of acting: don't fuck so, it up. Yeah, but that's but that's but that's seriously, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. By so, the way, I have to. Um, I wrote a little note because your little anecdote about Daniel Day Lewis and. Uh, uh, Mark Rylance watching um, yeah. uh, Ken Loach films back to back. I love. I mean, that is a lot of earnestness going on in one room, isn't it? Can, Those two can actors. You imagine being and, on a fly on the wall with them two watching. I wanted. Watching I, all. I wanted to hear that maybe they secretly watch Mrs. Brown's Boys together or something. But the fact is, can you imagine them watch, two, oh, the two of them together watching? Really them. discussing like how can we get that truth? You <laughs> imagine it would just the, the truth. These actors. The, 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 the walls would be sort of billowing with yeah. the truth. With the truth. There'd be so much truth there's, bombs. There's so much truth. There would just be <laughs> so much intense truth that it would just be unbelievable. I mean, the two are amazing actors. But, of course. But 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 then Ken not going like you know most people go. Oh, thank you so much. Ken just went. Yeah. Did you not want to kill yourself? Yeah. You know that's just just. No, they were in heaven. They yeah, were like, oh, ah, yeah. they were in truth yeah. heaven. Yeah, you know. Um, so we uh, we've actually been chatting ages. We um, have. We ask our guests to pick a, a guilty pleasure film, sometimes TV show, uh, um, and we get them to justify whether they think it's... Some people pick a film that they know is shit, but they just love it, and other people pick a film that they think is underrated and they wish people would reconsider it. You <laughs> have picked... I think this is going to fall into the former, I think. You have picked... Showgirls. Oh, I love Showgirls. <laughs> uh, but the original one, not the remake. The Paul Verhoeven yeah. directed film that's uh, like a... Th there was a lot of those kind of films in the 90s, uh, erotic thrillers. There, there were, but but the thing is, I'm, I mean, say, like, you know, I, I don't watch it every night, you know. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> just with, with, with me cardi on. Yeah, oh, no. Hello, Neil. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, but... If if I have a few mates round, yeah, and um, we want to watch something that we can have a laugh at, and they go, "Oh, put put this on, or put you know, like yeah. sort of like you know, Steve Martin." I go, "No, no, no, please, you have to watch this." And I think it rises above being shit. Yeah, it, it becomes its own entity. I think its own it, 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 its it, own it, genre. Almost. Well, well, yeah, because there's brilliant films and yeah. there's shit films and there's films that are all right, but then there's this film for yeah. me, which is on a whole whole other level. It's just, and I think it's. I think the the the, the whoever wrote Zoolander, yeah, must be. Sugars must be who, who wrote Zoolander? I think it was Justin Theroux. Was it? Who's an, who's an actor as well as a? Well, he I must. Think. Well, he must be a Sugars because it is so. It, it's like all that you know, all that blue sapphire yeah. and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's all that, but for real, and and there's no sense of irony in it at all. I see. Know? I just don't know whether they're all secretly having a laugh now, in this film or not. There is no, no, there is no way they're not. It is. It is so earnest, you know. It did she's, really badly at the time. She's standing with no clothes on, and and she's dancing in the in the strip club, and she wants to be a big Vegas showgirl, and she's standing with these tassels, and she goes in this guy, and, and, and she's this brilliant, and she goes. I'm not a stripper. I'm a dancer. You know, oh. and he goes, well, why don't you put some clothes on? And, you know, and he goes, I think you are a stripper. You've just been taking your clothes off over there, you know. There and it's all very earnest. And yeah. It's all, and it's, if you want to see, I mean, you know, bad acting. Yeah. <sighs> but this is the thing. It's almost too bad that I wonder if it was deliberate to be, that, that they went, yeah, let's do this a bit hammy. Let's. 
I, I don't know. It's just I, it's, I, 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 there's I, some good actors in there, like you know, Carl McLaughlin and yeah. But because uh, I, I felt sorry for that actress uh, Elizabeth Berkeley because yeah. that was going to be a big film and it was going to do for her what Basic Instinct did to Sharon Stone. It was going to prepare, and the film just got slated at the time, and she. But the poor darling. God, no, she can't. Oh. That's why it's. That's yeah. why it's so. Like, like, like she tries. She yeah, tries. Yeah, yeah. She tries so. She try. What it is is. She. Do you know what she, she's acting? She's trying to. Well, you know what went wrong? She didn't. She didn't try hard enough not to fuck it up, Dave. She, she should have given you a call. She could have given me a call and said, Dave, what do I do? Yeah. I, I think what it Don't was. Don't fuck was it up. She, she's trying to act too too much in it yeah. and and I think and, and I think you can it's funny you saying this is, is probably thinks this is my big 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 break yeah. and then she's obviously acted it sort of sort of like you know she's it, it's just some of the scenes I mean that scene where she's like I mean the, the, they've got the most unerotic lesbian scene <laughs> I've ever seen in my life I watched a bit last night and there was a scene where she um, she goes what, what are you doing she goes I'm doing the finest cocaine I find it loosens you up for dancing. Oh, wow. <laughs> and you go, yeah, 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 yeah that's what I often find, <laughs> you know what I mean? It, uh, yeah, I think I'm good, there's a lot more than loosening you yeah. up for dancing, you know, but, yeah. it, it, but I think what it is, is it's that sort of, um, um, every single scene you just think, this can't get any worse. And yeah. It does, and then what happens is, after you've had a few beers, we just start laughing, laughing, and it's 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 cruel, but yeah. it's but it's but it's got to be. Done. I think it's safe. I think everyone knows that it was a, not a great film, so I don't th- yeah. feel like it's by saying it publicly. It's like people were being hurt. I don't think. No, Except no. for maybe Elizabeth Berkeley. Well, but, well, uh, <laughs> well, the lovely thing is, it, it won loads of worst film awards, yeah. and the director went and. Collected them, collected them really? personally, which I think that's why I like it as well. Yeah, yeah. Because he's just gone. I've made a right stink. Okay. <laughs> well, they're still awards. I'm going to get them. You, you know what I mean? And I think that made me think. What happens, yeah, right? Because there's like the Razzies and stuff, yeah, which yeah, is yeah, when yeah, 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 the same time as yeah. the Oscars. Do they go up and c- do they still do a thank you to people when Not it's the worst film? Like, people, thanks to, yeah. uh, you know, uh, Sharon for costume. She also helped me fuck this film up. <laughs> yeah. uh, the actors, thanks for being shit. But I most, mean, most of the directors and the stars don't go, well, yeah. collect them. And it's the ones who've got the boards who go, oh, bollocks. I go, yeah. And he collected them. Oh, and that's he, great. You know, and he goes, and he, go, and he was like, which, which, which I find makes me even more endeared to the film as well, you know? So, listen, I think it's definitely a guilty pleasure. It's not an underrated film that people have uh, misunderstood. It's 100% a guilty pleasure. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't tell anybody yeah. that I watch it. <laughs> well, you just have, I think. <laughs> um, but uh, that is a great choice. Now, uh, we're going to end with a choice of music. Now, they, obviously, because... Um, yeah, uh, I, Daniel Blake, isn't out until... 21st. O- 21st of October. Yeah. There isn't a soundtrack yet, and we like to play music from films and things on the show. There's no music in the whole film. Is there not? No. Oh. It's, well, then maybe that's why there isn't a soundtrack. That's why, that's why he's done it, because he wanted it to feel very stark. Yeah. Um, I, and I remember him saying to me, he goes, the thing about this film is, for you and Haley is you're very exposed. Yeah. And if you're... And if you're... Um, um, if you're not being truthful, 
it, it'll show mm. because music can hide loads of yeah, different yeah. bits and it can tell people how to feel. God, he really so, just put you in the deep end, didn't he, with this film? Well, I, I, I and think, you swam, so that was good. Yeah, but I just think it was very safe. I, I, I felt very safe with him, yeah. you know. So, so yeah, there's no music in it at all, you know. Well, so what we did then is we picked uh, from another Ken Loach film. This is a lovely piece of music from Looking for Eric, where he oh. he got Eric Cantona, another non-actor, which is another bold choice. Did you, do you um, know he never told the actor that Eric? Cantona was in the film. No way. The guy I love who, that. The guy who played Eric Cantona. Yeah. Uh, um, the guy who played the young um, uh, the bloke was having yeah. uh, um, you, you know, your problems with his marriage and all yeah. that. He he said that Eric Cantona. Uh, you're trying to find Eric Cantor. He never be, because you only get a couple of pages of script every yeah. couple of days, so you don't know what the story is. I didn't know how Daniel Blitz and so 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 he just gives him bits of script so he doesn't know that that and Eric Cantona is really in the film so on so there's this scene where he opens the door and Eric Cantona just stands and he goes and the guy goes fuck me it's you and that was real that was real <laughs> and they've got because that he on wanted, tape because he wanted yeah because oh, he wanted brilliant. that real he wanted that real real sort of um, reaction uh, yeah. reaction so that's the sort of things he does all oh, the time you know man. he doesn't tell you stuff so he'll say things like Right, Dave, in this scene, I want you to go over and open that uh, drawer, and you're gone. No, you open the drawer. <laughs> I don't, <wanna laughs> I don't know what's in it. <laughs> so you're thinking it. through the first couple of weeks of I, Daniel Blake, you're going, maybe my character turns out to be a superhero. Sp- Spider-Man. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I said on the last desk, I'm not Spider-Man. Okay, so this is the track <laughs> called Looking for Eric, from the film Looking for Eric by George Fenton. Dave, it's been an absolute pleasure for coming in. Good oh, luck with the film. Good luck with all much, the mate. festivals. Good luck in uh, the new forest. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, see you soon. Thank you. Thank you, man. This is a FUBAR Radio podcast. Go to foobarradio.com for more details.